Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They are free, so enjoy those, including the the, the site itself. It's brand new uh, for 2010. The uh, FTL 2.0, as we are calling it, allows you to create an account, submit uh, items for show prep, uh, videos, news stories, blog posts, whatever it is you think our listeners might enjoy. You can go to freetalklive.com to get interactive, submit your own ideas, and uh, they are then voted up or voted down based on what the other listeners uh, like, and you get to vote uh, up and down things as well. So enjoy it free over at freetalklive.com. So lots to discuss here tonight. Of course, your phone calls are the primary element of the program. Elsewise, we will bring up things that uh, you might find interesting. In fact, Mark, uh, you've got an interesting story about a gas-powered alarm clock. Well, um, the, as you were just talking about the Free Talk Live website, I got yeah. this from the Free Talk Live website. It was front page? A, front page. It was uh, entered by our listeners, and I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. I didn't see this on any of the, the Liberty kind of uh, updates that I get um, out there. So I think this one's very important. We haven't talked about the Energy Star program in, in years on this show to any length. That's the logo that you'll see when you buy a, uh, a refrigerator or a freezer or something like that. Or. Sure. And who would want to buy a refrigerator and a freezer if two were sitting alongside each other? One has the Energy Star logo and the other one doesn't. I mean, you'd be crazy to buy the one with the one that doesn't, right? If it's the same price point. Yeah. Right. I mean, because the Energy Star one's going to save you energy, right? Of course. And that's going to save you money. From, uh, let's of course, see. it is a government program. From the AP. Fifteen phony products including a gas, um, gasoline-powered alarm clock, won a label from the government certifying them as energy-efficient and a test of the Federal Energy Star program. <laughs> this was a test of their program. Investigators concluded the program is vulnerable to fraud and abuse. Shocking. Really? <laughs> Are they suggesting that the Energy Star label is completely worthless? That's what it sounds like. You know, I'll bet you the Energy Star program uh, employs 10 times as many employees as the next, um, you know, energy certification rating out there. Like Underwriters Laboratories or something. something Just some green whatever rating. I'm sure they're out there. Probably. Yeah. And you're forced to fund this one. A report released Friday said government investigators, it's just so silly. You this know? is their own investigation. This isn't like a third-party consumer reports doing this. It's I think this is a third-party. internal party. investigation. Oh, no, it says, it says so government, government investigators. investigators. You're right. Sorry. I imagined it was from someone else, but uh, maybe it's the uh, uh, general. I do like it, it when they bust on each other, the, uh, the government agencies. It, it, it does happen to be my favorite government agency. It's the General Accountability Office. I wish I had a GAO t-shirt. I love these guys. Because they, yeah, they, I mean, they, they do not seem to sh- shy away from kicking in the crotch every other government agency out there. No, they, they do a good job of that, but I don't know if that, <laughs> that's actually resulted in anything more than interesting news stories over the years. <laughs> well, you know? That's what I do for a living. Right, right. But it's not like the GAO comes in, does an audit, and then all of a sudden the funding is gutted for the Energy Star program. <laughs> You're right about that. They, 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 they don't have any enforcement arm, but they, yeah. they're doing what they're supposed to do. It's true. A report released Friday. One of the few government programs that actually has achieved its, <laughs> presumably has achieved its goal. Well, it's, it certainly gives great fodder for shows like this one. A report released Friday said government investigators tried to pass off 20 fake products as energy efficient, <laughs> and only two were rejected. 
three um, others didn't get a response. <laughs> just, uh, just forgot, forgot it. it. Just didn't do anything with it, which is you know that's probably pretty good for a government agency. I mean, imagine if you're dealing dealing with the immigration uh, services, uh, you know, custom yeah. enforcement. I presume this uh, goes similarly where you have to pay an application fee in order to get your product looked at in the first place. Of course so it does. I imagine that those fees just got you know the checks were cashed. I'm sure and, the checks were cashed. Yeah. And then they just lost the paperwork. Yeah. The government run by the um, the, the program run by the Energy Department and Environmental Protection Agency is supposed to identify energy-efficient products to help consumers. Tax credits and rebates serve as incentives to buy Energy Star products. Sounds to me like it's more like just a, a logo program where you pay them and you get a logo. Yes. They, anyway. they give you a, a, a certi- they give you a certification with very little criteria. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I don't think they even see the products. I mean. Could they have possibly seen a gasoline-powered uh, alarm clock no, and certified that? It's, it's fake, they said. It doesn't exist. What? They just made it up. Yeah, they, that's, they, that's true. The General Accountability Office... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know what they mean by fake, though. Yeah. Uh, the General Accountability Office, Congress's investigative arm, said, Energy Star doesn't qualify claims uh, made by manufacturers, which might explain the gasoline-powered alarm clock, not to mention a product billed as an air room cleaner that was actually a space heater with a uh, feather duster and uh, and fly strips attached and <laughs> they show a picture here of the mm-hmm. it's a air filter you know thing with fly strips and a feather duster and a uh, computer monitor that won approval within 30 minutes of submission the alarm clock size um one and a half feet high and 15 inches wide and a model named <laughs> black gold should have raised <laughs> the energy star <laughs> Should have raised alarms with Energy Star, but the automated review system didn't catch on the <laughs> deception. EPA officials confirmed that because the energy efficiency information was plausible, it was likely that no one read the product description information, the GAO said. So because the pitch was plausible, nobody read it. Yeah. Nice. In addition, the four phony GAO companies were able to become Energy Star partners, giving them <laughs> access to the program. I'll bet you that means more money. The program's logos and other promotional resources. Energy Star didn't call any of the companies or visit the addresses and sent only awesome. four of the 20 products to be We're verified. We're willing to make you our partner without ever having talked to you. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. And sent only four of the 20 products to be verified by a third party. Senator Susan Collins of Maine, the top Republican on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee who requested the study, said that taxpayers are shortchanged twice. When Energy Star products are not thoroughly vetted, when consumers are willing to pay more for the products, and when tax dollars are spent encouraging the purchases. Well, don't forget the tax dollars spent reviewing the stupid uh, 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 thing, too. I mean, (laughs) oh, and your salary, Ms. Collins. The GAO uh, and her whole entourage, because the senators aren't just paid what they're paid. mm -hmm. They've got all these staffers and stuff, too. The GAO findings were first reported by the New York Times. According to the GAO, the EPA and Energy Department told... Investigators in briefings that although the program is based on manufacturers certifying their products meet efficiency standards, that efficiency is ensured through the aftermarket tests and policy uh, self-policing. What's that mean to you? That says to me that uh, they, they count in, on consumer reports right. to do the job later. That's what I heard. That's what I heard there. You want to read then that one not, more time? Yeah, I'll be happy to. Um, you know, I, I guess what they're well, then why don't they give a tax credit to pe- things that are certified by consumer reports? That doesn't make any sense. The efficiency is ensured through aftermarket tests and self-policing. 
So no worries if we make a mistake. Uh, we're relying on everybody else to uh, to do our checking for us, basically. Which is re- which is really the way things should be. I mean, the, the government needs to just step the hell out of this, mm-hmm. and then the marketplace should be allowed to uh, to work. This is an example of the kind of checking that can go on in a marketplace because when you talk about uh, replacing the government certification, if you want to call it that, I don't think it's fair to even use that term with this Energy Star thing, (laughs) just the government fraud, Uh, replacing the government fraud certifier thing with a market-based certification – doesn't mean that there still couldn't be someone engaging in fraud, but the very same kind of testing can be done in the marketplace. There can be an agency out there that checks the checkers, you know, that says, okay, we want to know what this logo is all about. This Zagat's logo, this UL logo, this ETL logo, whatever these logos of certification are that you see on various different products and services, we want to know, is this uh, certification up to spec? What are their specs? What are their requirements? What are they uh, do, What are they approving? What are they disproving? So these kind of tests can go on in the marketplace, and if, if, a, uh, if a certification is outed, like this uh, government certification is being outed... I don't think you'd ever find a certification in the private market this bad. It, it's probably true because they're, they know they could be checked, unlike the Energy Star program... The Energy Star program doesn't care. Right. You know, you can check it and they'll, oh, we're, we're just doing things the way we do them. They give tax credits. Bad. They give right. tax credits for this and, uh, you know, they so people want them. Right. If a third-party certifier is outed as a scam, then they'll lose their reputation and go out of business. Whereas this government agency can just continue on. Although they can say something like, well, we'll make changes. We're going to make sure that uh, we really tighten up the ship here. They didn't say that, no. No, they didn't even bother saying that. They could <laughs> say that. Because they're not going to. They, they could didn't, say they that, They did not four years ago when we, when we outed them on this one, and they're not going to do it now. Yeah. And you, like you're saying, you still have to pay for them. Whereas in the marketplace, you don't have – you're not forced to pay for the various different consumer checkers. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. In case you can't tell, I think I'm coming down with something again. Oh, boy. Seems like a bunch of people got sick after the Liberty Forum. It was uh, still well worth it. Well, uh, I've been ill for the last two days. I'm barely able to function. And uh, it shows because when I was reading this article... I actually I read this article before we went on the air and missed an entire section of it here. We're talking about the uh, the EPA's Energy Star program here, and we'll get right back into that. You can tell us what you missed here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231 allows you to take control of the airwaves. We've got various different ways for you to listen online, free. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, a broadband version, and dial-up version of the program. Our webcam is available, as well as listen lines that allow you to listen in via any phone that can dial long distance. Head on over to listen.freetalklive.com, and if you're frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live and are tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life, well, if you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. I did. Join the Free State Project. 
at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. One of the best things I've ever done in my life. Freestateproject.org as we continue here. So we're going to get into your phone calls, but Mark, you just wanted to make sure you got a little bit more info out here about this uh, this audit that was done basically of the so-called Energy Star program. The one of the the Government Accountability Office, one of the more useful, probably the only um, useful bureaucracy out there, actually ran a test on the uh, EPA agency, the Energy Star program. They found out that it's pretty damned easy to get your product certified as Energy Star compliant. That they submitted a gas-powered alarm clock and some other nonsensical items that were obviously, you know, likely fairly wasteful, uh, not very energy-oriented or en- energy savings-oriented, and they were approved. They were given the Energy Star logo. Not only that, but the uh, the fake companies that they made were offered to be uh, Energy Star partners on a corporate level. So very revealing. Go ahead and um, this same, essentially the same story we read oh, four years ago on the air. But uh, the GAO did note that the two agencies said they are shifting to a more rigorous upfront screening process in news in a news release last week. I don't know what happened uh, last, you know, four years ago when they did this. They announced additional testing of products and outgoing verification program. In a joint statement Friday, the agency said consumers can have confidence in the Energy Star label, confidence that it'll get get you a tax break. In fact, a review last year found that 98% of the products tested met or exceeded the Energy Star requirements, and last year alone, Americans, with the help of Energy Star, saved $17 billion on their energy bills. That's because the industry, and, and I, I, you know, they're just making this statement, right? They're mm-hmm. just, whatever it is, their internal information that they have, um, they're just making the statement. So it's the government talking. Don't listen. But the industry itself is always going to move to more efficiency. I mean, if you have the option between a freezer that will, uh, you know, cool your stuff down to 15 degrees and be extraordinarily wasteful with electricity or one that will cool it down to 15 degrees and be very efficient in its use of energy, which one are you going to get? It's a no-brainer. Right. It is. I mean, obviously, that's the case. So, And both of them are going to apply for the Energy Star rating and, you know, it'll be fine. If the manufacturer of the, and they'll probably both get it, and if the manufacturer of the one, uh, you know, his numbers aren't good enough, he'll just re-enter them later, fudged, because they're not going to do anything about it. So the agencies acknowledged the report raised important issues. That's why we've started an enhanced testing program, and we've already taken enforcement actions against companies that have violated the rules. Enforcement actions? They're going after companies. These. These scumbags, because they have a bad system, are now saying, well, you shouldn't have done, you used our system, our poor system, the way we put it together. So they're going to go after people. So rather than just reject their products, they're, it, they're prosecuting of the companies? Instead firing every government bureaucrat in the up, upper levels of the, uh, the, the Energy Star program, and then going in and putting new bureaucrats in charge, they're going to go after other, manu- go after some manufacturers who have abused their system. We'll get somebody for this. They're going wow. to go on a witch hunt. So in any other market scenario where you have a third-party certifier, if a company submits a product to them that is not up to spec, then they would just be rejected. They'd lose their application fee and be rejected. You're saying that they're going after those companies that are yes. submitting bad products? That's why we've started an enhanced testing program, and we've already taken enforcement actions against companies that have violated the rules. Wow. There you have it. 800-259-9231. So, I, so don't worry. I have a they're prediction, gonna, though. They're cracking down now, Mark, which yeah. means they're probably going to have to hire more bureaucrats and expand the size of the program. They'll need bureaucrats with guns. 
I love I love how mm. like the Department of Education uh, just recently uh, uh, put in a request to for the you know accounting office for uh, like 20 shotguns or something like that. What does the Ar- De- Department of Education need guns for? I don't know. Let's go to Scott listening in Illinois. You're on the amp lines. Hello, Scott. It's on your mind tonight. Hi, hi, it's Ian and Mark. Uh, I actually called in for something else, but commenting on the the private certifications. Uh, I personally work in utilities, electrical utilities, things like that, and so a lot of it's like uh, highly regulated and uh, like government chartered monopolies. We mm-hmm. still design most of our stuff to private, um, like professional standards. And a lot of people think it's the government making regulations that keep us safe, but a lot of times they're just like, oh, use this private standard to design to. But, yeah, there are uh, a anyway, lot of private standards out there that uh, that really help people uh, keep people safe. Uh, the government doesn't certify products for safety. Those are uh, companies like UL, Underwriters Laboratories, and ETL and other organizations that uh, you know help keep your toaster from burning up uh, your house every time you you put the toast in there. That kind of thing. So yeah, yeah it's it, you can't count on the government to do these things. They're not even bothering, and thank goodness. Yeah. Well, anyway, what I, what I really called in was uh, I was listening to your podcast from uh, Friday. You were talking about a bunch of uh, Chicago cops who uh, beat up some students outside of a taco place. And it's kind of interesting because I used to live around that uh, taco place. It's actually uh, it's the 24-hour taco joint that's next door to the 24-hour taco joint I used to go to in college. But and, and ironically, it's because my dad is actually a retired cop that used to work in that area who said uh, he didn't go to that taco place because the one time he was in there and there was a fight, um, so he doesn't go there. But but anyway, I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous when you think about it. I grew up in a cop family, and even when when I was growing up, I knew there was like a, like a double standard for non-cops and cops families, but still... Whenever I would hear something about a cop shooting somebody or something like that, I'd always, when I was growing up, and I'd always generally give the cops the benefit of the doubt, probably thinking that they deserved it or something like that. No, the cops are the good guys. I mean, your dad was a cop, so uh, why would any other cops be bad? I know. I mean, exactly. I you were taught that Officer Friendly was someone you could trust in school, that uh, you know you could trust the doctor, you could trust the principal, you could trust Officer Friendly, and... Uh, and so this is the this is the mentality that is inculcated in the American people, and then unfortunately they find out down the line in many ways, uh, in many cases, in the very harshest manner possible, when their friend's head is kicked into the uh, the pavement or something like that, uh, that uh, cops in fact aren't necessarily good by default. Yeah, I know. Uh, even if, even if the better cops are still going to make some sort of excuse. I know uh, the last time we had some family gathering, there was a somebody brought up the incident of a few a year ago. So there was some Chicago cops beat up some bartender for yep. that. I saw that. It was brutal. And they had an excuse it. for it. My him? dad would be making up excuses for it. Oh, and if you look at it, he was, he was so drunk he wasn't even hitting her half the time. But oh, I mean, it's geez. still. That, that was a brutal video. I thank you for the yeah. call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800 259 9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's more than a few bad apples. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. Live, you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line tonight. See you with you and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. We got a lot of stuff there, including our news updates. You want to get the latest info about Free Talk Live when uh, it's released? Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our email updates, our Twitter page, our Facebook fan page. Various different ways for you to get the latest info about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up today. Jurisdictionary.com. Uh, here on Free Talk Live, we we talk about you know take your take your cases to court, jam up the court system. Um, that is the uh, the weak link in the government's chain. They've got plenty of beds in their jails. They've got uh, you know they they certainly you aren't doing anything to to stop the uh, the growth of government by just paying their fine and the little envelope they give Mm-mm. you. If you uh, if you take it to court, then you it requires them to probably spend more money than they're collecting from you just in bureaucrats, you know, that they're employing there. In jurisdictionary.com in less than 24 hours, an 8th grader can grasp it all. Um, how to draft pleadings, understand the court's power, evidence, getting evidence from opponents. As I understand it, the evidence from the opponent's part, um, you know, makes the state work so hard that they usually just drop the case. It's jurisdictionary.com. It, uh, it's only 250 bucks, and they will teach you everything about running your case pro se or watching over your attorney that you, you've hired yourself. It's created by a uh, doctorate in um, JD. I'm not exactly sure what that stands for, jurisprudence or something like that. And it's a great course. I've been taking it. Jurisdictionary.com. Speaking of the courts, uh, I've got a crazy story coming up here about what one appeals court has said, federal appeals court, about the police using a stun gun on a pregnant mother. We'll get to that story here. Your calls, though, are the primary element. So we go to David in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, David. David? Hi. Hey, you're on the um, I was just got you all were talking about uh religion and stuff the other night. Yes sir. And I was just thinking, um, anybody who's like and this is what I believe, anybody who's against the health care bill isn't a Christian. And really they defile the name of Jesus in my opinion. Anyone who's against the health care bill isn't a Christian. Can you explain a little further on <laughs> To me, like, we're the richest nation in the world, they say, right? Everybody always says that. And Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And Jesus healed the sick. How many people would Jesus say, no, I can't take you, you don't have health care? So if someone's against the health care bill and they're against people getting good health care, then they're not Christian. And well, they shouldn't call all, themselves Christian because they defile Jesus and David, hang when on they do that. Now, look, I'm not a Christian, um, but nonetheless, I still want to talk about what you're saying here. You're saying, on one hand, 
that if they uh, if they don't support the health care bill, they're not a good Christian because if they don't support the health care bill and they don't support uh, and they don't support giving people good health care, is it necessarily true that the health care bill will give people good health care? Well, it, one thing it does stop a lot of the um, things that restrict people that, that from health care. Yes. Don't well, I had it, government health care for a while, David, and I can tell you it sucked. Well, if they don't deny people. I mean, like if oh, you want to go, if you want to go to a doctor right now and you don't have insurance, the doctor doesn't take you. I, I, you I they have didn't have deny me, but it still means. sucked. Well, that's not true. I, there's a cash doctor around here that you can go to. In fact, he doesn't, as I understand it, doesn't even accept insurance. So you have to pay in cash in order to use his services. But I think oh, the thing that you might be missing here is that if you're a good Christian, you, in my opinion, shouldn't support the coercive state in the first place. I mean, because if you don't agree with hurting people, if you if you think it's if you're like Jesus and uh, you know you're you've been instructed to turn the other cheek rather than fight back, uh, rather than to attack your enemies, instead to love them, then it doesn't make much sense to me to support what the government does because they don't love people. The government hurts people. The government is an institutionalized monopoly. Uh, on violence, and the only way they can operate, whether we're talking about health care or whether we're talking about you fill in the blank of the government program, it's being supported and funded through the use of force, through forcing people to either do things they don't want to do or to not do things that they do want to do. Right. It's simple. Um, like the simple way to say it is Jesus wouldn't turn um, anyone down for healing. As a matter of fact, he healed the sick on, on the Sabbath and broke the law doing it. Um, their their Jewish laws, silly, the silly laws that they had in, in place. So he he broke that law. But the question is, who would Jesus force at the point of a gun to do what it is that um, to, to to heal other people? And I don't well, think anybody. Well, it boy, I guess it boils down to the worst of two evils: either people get denied health care, and who knows what you know? They can't go to a doctor because they don't have the money or they don't have the insurance. Or, uh, the, the, I guess this, when it comes down to it, I mean, the gun force of a gun, you say, but I guess, it, you know, when they came all the way down to it, it would be that. But that's, like, yeah, the that's, extreme, that's the well, extreme. It's, it's the extreme because most people do it. Like, the, most of the slaves picked cotton and they didn't need the whip most of the time. But you'll get the whip at some point or another if you do if you continue to step out of line. And I, I for one, am just not interested in the government. And as far as I'm concerned, they're going to mess up health care further. Um, you know, they're going to make it less efficient. Um, they're going to destroy innovation. And I, I do believe that to some extent you're going to see a, a, a dark age in pharmaceuticals because the, uh, the incentives won't be there for the pharmaceutical companies in the same way that they used to be. Question for you, David. Let me see if I can run a little thought experiment with you here for a moment. Now, let's just look at Americans and their access to food, because what you're saying is that uh, health care is very expensive and, you know, certain people don't have access to it. So you need the government to come in and, and remedy that. W would you say the same thing uh, should be true about food where I mean, do you think that Americans don't have access to food? I mean, it's a really some important, of them don't. It's a really important thing. Uh, I, I'd have to say a no on that. We have so much abundance of food. That, why do you uh, think that is? Why, why do you believe that there's an abundance of food, but yet not so much of, uh, of affordable health care? Well, health care, you have to go to somebody. If food, they get soup kitchens. They get, you know, I mean, it's like, 
you know, our cup runneth over with food. But you didn't answer my question. I mean, I agree with your observation that our cup runneth over. There's a lot of food and a lot of different ways to get it out there. That's why Americans are really so fat because, well, they're very well fed. (laughs) Uh, so I agree with your your observation, but you haven't really explained to me why it is that there's a shortage of uh, you know affordable health care, but yet a glut of affordable food. Greedy people. Greedy well, people that want to charge people... $20,000 for a cat stand. But why would there be greedy Whatever. people in one industry but not the other? Are, the, are not the, uh, the grocery stores and the various different food outlets also greedy people in your mind? Well, I mean, you can buy a hamburger for a dollar. You can't get health care for a dollar. Let me explain to you why that is. <laughs> uh, just bear with me here. The reason, am, why, am, the reason why that CAT scan or whatever scan you're talking about is $20,000 or fill in the X amount, it's a tremendous amount of money no matter whatever it is, right. is because the federal government and in various different state governments, but mostly the federal government via the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, they force these companies that want to offer healthcare products and services to the marketplace, scannings and pills and things like that, they force them to go through a variety of governmental hoops that in many cases cost billions of dollars to put their products and services through. And so that dramatically raises the cost of doing business in the healthcare sector. If I want to go kill a cow and put its patty on uh, on a you know on a grill and put it in between some a uh, couple of buns and sell it to somebody, I don't have to go through as many governmental hoops. There are probably likely still some health codes and things like that, but the uh, the amount of cost is near, nowhere near as much to bring a food product to market as it is to bring a. Uh, a medical device or, or, or a medical product to market. So essentially what I'm telling you is the federal government is actually artificially increasing the costs of doing business in healthcare. It doesn't have to do with greedy doctors. It has to do with the greedy federal bureaucrats getting in the way of doctors and uh, researchers providing affordable products to the healthcare marketplace. So all of the problems you're talking about are sourced by the federal government. I hope that helps explain the situation a little bit. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231, which is why looking to the federal government to fix the problem is pretty crazy. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the program to get more radio stations on board with the, with the show. Also, bring more Internet listeners on as well. Uh, you can go and get all the details on how the money is being spent, and you can sign up and get access to perks like the Amp Only Call-In Lines, Amp Only Forum, as well as Amp Only Podcast, and more. Go get all the details. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. It's at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
Just a few more thoughts for uh, David, who is calling a few moments ago from New Hampshire, about the idea that uh, – and, and he pointed something out. He said that he didn't think that you could be a good Christian and support the – or excuse me, and oppose the uh, the government health care uh, bill that just passed a couple weeks ago, that you could not be a good Christian and support it because, well, good Christians would care about taking care of the sick and – charity, right. And uh, the health care bill uh, purports to take care of the sick. And so, therefore, how could you be how could you be opposed to it? Well, I think that, um, you know, one thing that a person should ask themselves is. Does is the government going to be any good at charity? If you look at the welfare system, 70 percent. I'm not making this up. You can go check yourself. Seventy percent of welfare dollars go to middle class government bureaucrats. Thirty percent go to the people that need help. Now, I think we'd all agree that a certain amount of those people that get welfare dollars probably don't really need the help. They're generationally on welfare. They've never, uh, you know, <laughs> they know that if they get a job that they won't get it anymore, um, get you know, welfare anymore, and they just so they just don't. Those people probably don't need help. What they need is kicking the pants to uh, get their butts to work. Um, and you know, the, the system incentivizes that. Now, I don't know what percentage that is. Is it 25%? Is it 50%? Is it 75%? I couldn't answer. But I can say that they're incentivized in the wrong direction. And the question is, do we want to have government health care that incentivizes people in the wrong direction? In this current bill, they're going to fine you for not having insurance, but the fine is going to be less than the insurance that you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. That's going to create a problem in the marketplace. Fewer people, and they're going to guarantee that if you have a pre-existing condition that you have to get health care. So then what, what's going to happen is people are going to choose not to get health care, and they're just going to pay, uh, you know, pay for insurance once they have a problem. And that's going to create a real problem. Every meddling that the government does in the marketplace, in whatever industry we're talking about, we're, just, we're discussing health care right now, but any amount of meddling is it doesn't do good things. I mean, on the front, on the surface, you may say to yourself, well, people are going to get health care. And OK, maybe some people will be covered that uh, before were not covered by insurance because of all these new mandates. But that doesn't mean there aren't tremendous costs to it, because whenever the government does something to the marketplace, puts up a regulation, uh, puts up some sort of approval process, uh, mandates, requirements, etc., those costs have to be borne by somebody. Those companies that are paying the costs to get their uh, their pills approved by the FDA, to get their, their treatment uh, methods approved, those costs have to be paid down the line by you and I, by the people who are uh, ultimately funding these insurance companies. The insurance companies are paying the costs. They're passing the costs on to their customers. So there's there's no magic uh, there, there's no magic bullet that can the government can do. There's no program they can pass to fix healthcare to make it more affordable. All they can do is just meddle in the industry and and increase costs. And that's why it's so much more expensive to get healthcare treatment than it is to purchase food in this country. As I pointed out before, there's the FDA and its tremendous barriers to entry to get products and services to the marketplace. But uh, one of my producers pointed out, reminded me about the AMA, the American Medical Association, which is essentially a union for doctors. It's a club. It's a a, a relatively closed club, which they uh, only allow a certain amount of new members into every year. And they artificially restrict the supply of doctors. So that means that uh, – and plus they prevent nurses and other people who are who are similarly trained as the doctor might be from doing some of the s- same things that a doctor can do without having a doctor there. So there's all kinds of controls on who can do what, 
and uh, who's allowed, and and of course that results in uh, less of a supply of services to the marketplace. And because there's not that much supply, it's restricted artificially. Costs go up. Whereas again, you look in the food business. You don't have to ask anybody's permission to start growing oranges. You just get yourself some orange trees, you plant them, you you tend to them, you harvest them, you put them on the marketplace. There's no real barrier to entry there beyond the initial uh, costs of whatever the land is and the uh, the trees and, and picking. I mean, the, the, the costs are much lower when we're talking about manufacturing food, something that is critical to human existence. But so everybody needs food, Ian. Everybody does need food. And because the market is allowed, relatively unafflicted, to provide that service, we have tremendous level of competition and very affordable food. Now, food prices have been going up over the years somewhat uh, because of inflation, because the government keeps printing out more money, basically, and, and that gets passed on in the cost there's of a, gasoline and There's a huge like amount of subsidies in food, too. Um, that, so they had some to foods. Be, some foods. Um, mostly in uh, milk. Beef. Beef subsidized? You know, uh, meat in general is, is hugely subsidized. Um, and then it goes to grains and fruits and vegetables. You did use oranges as your example, and, and those are uh, you know really a great example because they, they get almost no subsidies. Right, and now you can walk into the store. And I, I'm not exactly uh, pleased with what's been happening with the inflation thing, but you can walk into the store, you can buy a grapefruit for like a dollar. That's a lot of money for me that, to, to look at that. It's a very uh, expensive grapefruit. And if you buy the, the five-pound bag, you can get them cheaper than that. Uh, but over time, food has generally gotten cheaper. I think over time, with when you don't factor in the, the when inflation. When you look at real dollars, which are what, dollars from 1963 or yeah, something like that. When yeah, when you don't factor in inflation, food has gotten cheaper. They, it has to have. Because manufacturing. Efficiency. Right. Manufacturing has become you know better automated. Uh, they've, they've just done a better job at growing things. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, the food they're harvesting, is, is fre- it's kept fresher longer. You know, they can freeze things now, which they couldn't do years ago. And, you know, the milkman doesn't exist anymore because there are more efficient ways to get milk to people's homes. And that's what the market does, is it discovers new, more exciting, cheaper ways to get products and services to the end users. And they're constantly competing to make them cheaper year after year. There's no reason why that the healthcare services and products markets should not follow the same pattern as the food marketplace or better yet the computer marketplace computers are even less uh, have to deal with even fewer regulations than do food manufacturers and concomitantly you can see that there's a tremendous drop in the prices of the same computer products year after year you wait two years you can't even get the uh, the, the computer products you could have gotten two years ago because they're off the marketplace they're in fact the computer products have an interesting swing if you uh, buy brand new you're paying way too much you know if you buy whatever's brand new uh, you're the early adopter and so you pay a whole lot and if you buy something that's kind of mid-range in, in quality you usually get the best deal for your dollar as far as processing power per dollar if you wait too long to get uh, to get a product in the computer marketplace it actually goes up pr- uh, price per you know power per dollar if you will because sure. they're if more you- obscure they're not making as much of them anymore they're not in as much demand it's like buying an old typewriter ribbon i mean you even though there's there at one time were a glut of typewriters and typewriter ribbons out there not too many people are asking for them in the marketplace these days so it's more expensive to buy an old typewriter rib, uh, ribbon than it is maybe to buy a new ink cartridge or yeah if i'm like trying that. to find uh, some replacement part for my luggable that i'm put, running uh, dos 7.0 on, I'm going to have one heck of a time. I'm, I, basically, all yeah. you're going to be able to do is uh, refurbish something off of eBay. But 
you know, the, the good computer, the fine computer now, you can get it really, really cheap. Laptops are $500. And these are products that uh, 20 years ago would have, if they could have existed, would have filled rooms and rooms and rooms uh, with hardware. And yeah, so just looking at the tremendous success of the computer industry could really show you what the healthcare field could be like. You know, these x-ray machines and the, the, uh, the, the what are they, MRIs and various right. different, these they, machines could be f- much smaller than they currently are. They could be much cheaper than they currently are, but they just don't have the competition in the open marketplace because the federal government prohibits it. Right. The biggest problem with the healthcare industry is that the government got involved in the first place. What they did is they put a 90% tax bracket back in, I think it's the 40s and 50s or something like that. Maybe it was this early the 30s. And that caused employers to have to give perks at some point rather than pay, uh, you know, increase in pay. Because above whatever the number was, $50,000, $100,000, you only got a dime on every dollar they paid you. So they had to give you other benefits. And that trickled down to the rest of uh, the earners, and it just became sort of the, the norm. Whereas in the And then in the 50s, Eisenhower wanted all employers to uh, offer all employees uh, insurance, give, give them all insurance. So then you've got these government mandates. It's people's reliance on insurance in the first place which caused the problem. Because, you know, they think, well, it's all I've got to do is pay the copay on this. Uh, yeah, I'd rather skip work today and go to the doctor. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, in short, if you want to see healthcare get more affordable for people, the only way to get to that end is to get the government out of it and and actually have a free market in healthcare, which we haven't had in my lifetime. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Quick update for you here. On some of the activism going on here in New Hampshire, we told you about the Free State Project last hour. Of course, Mark and myself are both participants. We made the move here to New Hampshire a few years ago as part of the Free State Project as some early movers. Uh, The project is still well underway with over 10,000 participants now signed up and pledged to make the move. Over 800 people in state here in New Hampshire. And you can join us over at freestateproject.org. But uh, one of the things that's been going on up here is a significant uh, level uh, level of civil disobedience. We call them the 420 celebrations, where at 420 in the afternoon in Keene, New Hampshire, people are smoking cannabis publicly in a local park. 
And that's been going on now for weeks and weeks. Uh, it started last year. There was a brief crackdown by the police, but they've since let up and haven't really come back. Uh, so it's been weeks now that the, the, essentially the 420s have been going on uninterrupted. They then attempted to spread to Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, it was during the Liberty Forum weekend where we were broadcasting live from the Liberty Forum. It was during that weekend where uh, dozens of people showed up, I think well over 100 people or 80 or so people showed up in the park, in, uh, in one of the parks in Nashua, and did the 420 celebration there. There were some arrests. Uh, then a few days later, the, the next day, the celebration continued. They did another one. I was there for that one. They did not make any arrests. The cops didn't even uh, get out of their cars. They drove by a few times, but that was about it. And then uh, two days later, Sovereign Curtis announced that uh, the 420s would continue in Nashua on every single Tuesday. He went out and was promptly arrested for passing a joint to a cop. So they had the undercover cops in the, uh, you know, in the park, and one of the cops, I guess, requested one of uh, Sovereign Curtis's joints. He passed uh, the joint to the cop and was arrested for distribution of uh, of cannabis. Mm, nice, which, and, which is a felony charge. We had Sovereign on the show last week to uh, to talk about the uh, to talk about that, and so even though he is facing felony charges, uh, felony charge of distribution of uh, of marijuana, Sovereign Curtis is going back out to Nashua's uh, whatever the hell park it is that they have. This It's like right in the center of town. Uh, going out back to Nashua tomorrow afternoon to continue the 420 celebrations on Tuesdays. Now, it's my understanding that they've actually continued all week long, and they've been going on every single day. And I guess that means they've been relatively uh, uneffect, uh, unaffected by the police, which is good. Uh, so we'll see what happens tomorrow when things may, may be a little the, – the, the turnout may be a little bit larger tomorrow, plus – uh, there's going to be a megaphone uh, event going on at the same time because last week, the day after Sovereign Curtis was arrested, they came out and harassed the uh, the demonstrators the next day or the celebrators the next day by threatening them over their megaphoning, which they've been megaphoning for days. They claimed they got a complaint from a local doctor's office, and the people that were megaphoning on that particular day did decide to uh, to back down at that point and no longer uh, no longer megaphone. But I figure, well. If it really was a doctor's office, then I'd like to know if I were out there, and I will be tomorrow with a megaphone, I would like to know which doctor's office so I can go over and have a talk with them, just to, you know, like a neighbor, like a neighbor would, go over and and uh, and have a chat and, and see if, you know, they really did send in a report and if we can come to an agreement on uh, a, an appro- more appropriate level of volume for the megaphone, that kind of thing. But I'm not just going to I mean, take the cop's word for it. If if Because cops lie. <laughs> if you're uh, a lot, I mean, if it's a park, it's a public park, where could you possibly use a megaphone otherwise? I mean, I'm I'm have my I have my problems with the megaphoning that is that is done um, to some extent. But, you know, I'm not out at these events. I don't know all the time when I have been out. I haven't felt that the megaphoning has been obtrusive. I had I didn't feel like, oh, my God, I can't imagine how people can sleep in Keene, New Hampshire. Um, they, they've never made a megaphone complaint in Keene, and I haven't gone to the 420 events elsewhere. There's been one time when Sam from ObscuredTruth.com was using his megaphone. The cops did come and ask him to turn it down. This was during one of the uh, – uh, during a, a town or city – bureaucrat meeting right and he I was, forget what it, what the the event was but it was not a 420 celebration okay and then but you, what one needs to compare that to is they've got an alarm um, a a siren right on the uh, central square which is where the park is that goes off all times of day and night uh, to let people know that the fire oh truck my god i hate be, that thing will be going through now this has to no, you when you say all times of the day and night you're not exaggerating no. it can be three in the morning and 
it, it sounds like an air raid yeah. uh, alarm. And they have that. At, I don't know if they have it in Nashua. I'm not sure about I that. I couldn't tell you, but they have it in my uh, in my town. Every time the uh, the fire yeah. alarm goes off, they have to run this alarm at the fire station. Yeah. I, God knows why. It doesn't do any. It's not like the firemen can hear it. Uh, you know, I'm one of the firemen, and I live five, it's six, seven miles down the road. It's entirely unnecessary. They actually but sh- this thing is far louder than any megaphone that uh, oh, goes my, off. Much and so. it's it, I, the megaphoning is done during the day at 420 in the afternoon, as opposed to the siren that goes off at 420 in the morning. Right. So that's going to be going on tomorrow, the 420 celebrations. And I, by the way, I'm being corrected by uh, Jason Osborne over at uh, SACL CAI. I shouldn't say that Curtis passed a joint. I don't know. I wasn't there. It, he allegedly passed a joint to a pol- undercover police officer and was uh, was arrested. <clears throat> well, so. you said he was arrested for passing a joint. Is yep. what you'd said. So who knows what he did? He was arrested for passing a joint. Right. Uh, charged with. Uh, I was thinking about marijuana. correcting you too, but I, you know, I didn't. I, I felt the way you uh, described it was not inaccurate. Well, anyway, so it's going on tomorrow again uh, in Nashua, and people are bringing their megaphones out. I'll be there with mine. Uh, Sam from ObscuredTruth.com, I believe, is coming out uh, with his megaphone, and I think there's probably going to be at least another megaphone out there. So. Uh, we're probably going to just, you know, have a little megaphone uh, chat thing between us. I don't know. I don't know exactly what we're going to do. With, megaphones? But I am going to bring up, uh, I, I am going to bring out some uh, excerpts from the U.S., or excuse me, not the U.S., but the New Hampshire Constitution. Uh, so yeah, I think it'd be kind of uh, fun to be, I mean, if they're going to arrest somebody for um, for megaphoning, it'd be kind of uh, ironic for them to arrest somebody who's reading the provision about freedom of speech out of the New Hampshire Constitution as they're getting arrested. It for, is funny. For, uh, for megaphoning. But rather than take the police's word for it, I will be uh, I will be asking them who specifically uh, had submitted the complaint. If there has been a complaint submitted, I would like to face my accuser. It's America. You have the right to face your accuser. Of course, they will say that you only have the right to do that in court. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a reasonable guy. You know, I, I want to be neighborly. I want to talk to the people that have a problem with me rather than use the police as an intermediary, as a violent intermediary. I think that neighbors that have problems with what their, uh, their neighbors are doing should act more like adults and attempt to work it out with their neighbors directly prior to, or, um, you know, prior to bringing some thug uh, into the picture to threaten people. Uh, am I unreasonable for for that position? Is that is that radical? I think that uh, I, I think the first step that anybody should take um, is talking to the person individually rather than calling the police. It's the sure. coward's way out, and uh, if if you do it to somebody, somebody's going to do it to you. Well, yeah, I don't know, Mark, if I would say that the people in the doctor's office, presuming they really called, uh, were cowards for calling the police. They were trained to do that. People in America have been trained that if you don't like what somebody's doing, call the cops. They'll come solve the problem. Of course, many times when you call the cops, they end up arresting you for something. But you know that's an aside. Uh, I don't blame Americans or anybody else around the world for uh, for having this mentality of, well, the police, you know, you pay their salary. They're there to solve problems for you. Call the cops when there's a problem. I, I don't blame them for having that mentality, and I, I don't consider it cowardice because they probably didn't ever consider going out and talking to you. Like probably if, not. If that's what the the situation was, was they they were offended by megaphoning. They probably never even thought about going out there. For whatever reason, maybe it's because they were trained to call the cops. Maybe they're intimidated. Maybe they think that uh, you know those people with the megaphones are dangerous, and they're you know they really are afraid, and they that's why they want to have the police be their intermediary. Okay, fine. So the cops come out. They say stop. I'll say I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go talk to whoever it was. Go ahead, tell me who it was. I'll go uh, take a you know quick trip into their doctor's office and uh, have a chat with them and see if we can come to an agreement. And that's what I'll do. And we'll see what happens from there. Because I'm not going to turn it all the way down because of the point you made. I mean, there, what if there was construction going on in a nearby uh, business center? That can be pretty loud. Somebody jackhammering the street or, or whatever, banging all day long a construction site. That's pretty d- uh, disturbing. I may not like that. 
can I complain to uh, the police about the construction down the street for me and have the police come out and say, all right, you got to shut it down. You can't be doing this construction today. Somebody was offended. Well, it's the middle of the day. Of course they can do their construction. That's an appropriate time for it. I don't believe there are any laws. Generally, there are no laws about uh, in most places. I'm, I'm sure California will. Uh, there's there's got to be places in California this isn't true. I've heard there's no leaf blower uh, rules in California, um, some places. But how can there be a law on disturbing the peace, uh, you know, like decibels and all that stuff? In many places, there are laws against amplified sound specifically. Hmm. So that's a possibility. But nonetheless, if construction can't be stopped by the police, then why should I, my free speech uh, over a megaphone during the middle of the day uh, be stopped? Doesn't make sense. 800-259-9231, so we'll see what happens there. More coming up. You can bring up whatever you want to control of the airwaves. A shocking stun gun story coming up. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and vi- or video to uh, show they are indeed listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. As I mentioned uh, in the last segment, we're going to get into your phone calls here in a moment, but I mentioned Sovereign Curtis and his situation. Needed to add a couple of thoughts to that. Uh, we had Sovereign on the show last, uh, Sovereign Curtis on the show last week to talk about his arrest for allegedly uh, distributing marijuana by allegedly passing a joint to an undercover cop at a uh, 420 celebration up here. He's going to be back out tomorrow at the same place at another 420 celebration. The man has uh, quite a bit of courage in order to uh, to, to step out there again and, and continue showing himself, uh, continue being a part of the 420 celebrations. And some of our listeners may have been wondering, how can they help Curtis? Because so far, Sovereign Curtis is the first, to my knowledge, the first uh, free stater, the first Liberty, uh, New Hampshire free state liberty activist who has been charged with a felony. Other people have been busted for, uh, for marijuana possession uh, before at the 420 celebrations, but they've been hit with misdemeanor charges. This is the first felony that uh, I believe we've seen. It's also my understanding that um, this will be the first opportunity for a jury trial. Um, because it's a felony. Yeah, assuming I think it's the first degree misdemeanors or something and up. You can get a you can have a jury trial on a class A misdemeanor, mm-hmm. and so normally what they've done is they've hit people with a class A misdemeanor up front, and then they reduce it to a class B to prevent them from getting a jury trial. Right. Later, if you were to if you were to take the class B misdemeanor through the district court and then appeal, you should be able to get a jury trial at the super, uh, superior court level. But initially. On a felony charge, you can get a, a jury trial right out the box, yeah. supposedly. So I think that's in- interesting. So yeah, uh, Sovereign Curtis has a case that's that's very unique. I'm sure he would. I know he would much rather have a misdemeanor than uh, than a felony. Uh, but nonetheless, he is not going. It's my understanding he is not going to take a plea bargain on this, and so he will be challenging this. If you want to support Sovereign Curtis, he's teamed up with the Civil Dis- uh, Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. You can go to that website. There's a chip in. 
if you look in the top right of the the site, there's a chip in. Uh, I guess it's up to over $300 at this point. The goal is $3,000 because the CD Evolution Fund stepped in after uh, Curtis was arrested. He was put in jail. Uh, the bail was set at $3,000, and uh, CD Evolution, it took us, you know, we, we have a few things to iron out behind the scenes, but uh, we did end up covering the cost for, uh, we would have liked to have done it a little faster, and we're working on uh, improving ourselves at, uh, at that, sure. but, but in, within 24 to 48 hours, we did have we covered uh, bail. Curtis bailed out. And so we covered that, and we'd like to make you know recoup that if possible. Obviously, we're going to re- hopefully recoup it, presuming he goes to the trial. Yeah, that was about that was about what was in the CD Evolution fund. Yeah, we pretty much cleaned out our bank account doing this. Uh, so in order to to and that at this point is tied up for months and months and months. Yeah, who knows how long? Uh, so in order to shore up the CD Evolution fund, Curtis has teamed up with uh, CD Evolution to essentially help promote us and help promote the CD Evolution funds. Yo, you can go and you can give money directly to the Curtis fund if you will, uh, of CD Evolution. Or you can also just uh, give a general recurring contribution of uh, whatever amount that you want to. I think, what do we have up there? Three, five, twenty-five dollars Five, ten, twenty-five. Five, ten, twenty-five. Uh, so you can go to cdevolution.org to contribute there. And there's another way that's a little more delicious uh, that you can actually help Curtis. That's right. We got an email here. It's actually sent to you, and I was just CC'd because some people are under the impression that you are the brains of this operation. And it's just not true. Ian, uh, this is from Mandrick. Ian, uh, I don't want to seem like I was trying to get a free plug, so I wanted to let you know via email that I'm currently helping to raise money for Sovereign Curtis's CD Evolution Fund. If anyone orders baklava from mandrick.com, I'm donating 50% of the pre-shipping costs to this fund's um, when they mention Curtis in the order. I made the uh, first donation of $60 today after I received a bunch of orders over the weekend. Sweet. I would rather have uh, – yes, it is sweet. I've had some. It's uh, delicious. Yeah, I had some at the Liberty Forum. Again, I would rather have uh, people donate directly to the fund, but I've had a lot of folks in the movement say they've always wanted to order. They decided now that would be the best time to do so. Absolutely. I thought about calling in and mentioning something, but I'd rather just have uh, shoot you an email, and if something you want to mention, you can. But it's no big deal if you don't. You and Mark often talk about how the best thing you can do is to move to New Hampshire, and I absolutely agree. I just didn't learn and understand the ideas of this movement until after I was married for seven years with uh, five-year-old twin girls, now six, and I have a lot of small mind mind battles to wage and win before I can fully convince my family and friends why this is the right thing to do. And this is true for so many uh, people out there. They can't just – they have families. You can't just pick up say, hey, we're, we're moving to New Hampshire for freedom, kids, let's go. And, you know, it, it takes a while. And I think that this is a great way what, – what he's doing is a great way to sort of be involved. He's doing what he can from Pennsylvania, being involved as best he can, and, and you know, really supporting people here in New Hampshire. Yeah, thanks to Mandrick for that. So you can go to mandrick.com, is that right? Yep. To M- order? There's no C in Mandrick. M-A-N-D-R-I-K. Okay. Dot com And 50% of the pre-shipping costs, so uh, 50% of whatever prior to shipping being added, will go to uh, the CD Evolution Fund uh, yep. to help Sovereign Curtis. He says he'd like to uh, see 20 to 30 agorist types putting a, um, a portion of their profits into supporting others, uh, and that would have a real impact. I think that's great. Good on, Mandrick, and thanks for that offer. 800-259-9231, and we'll keep you uh, in the loop as to uh, what develops with the Sovereign Curtis situation and uh, the other activists up here in New Hampshire. In fact, there was a situation yesterday, actually. Uh, we'd mentioned the the uh, the good old boys out in a little town called Weir, New Hampshire, and uh, how they were essentially arresting people for using video equipment, basically, uh, videoing a, a police pullover. They ended up luring 
a couple of their previous victims, the people they'd pulled over. They lured them back to the police department yesterday afternoon and promised them. They First of all, they called them at 10 at night. And uh, they said, yeah, come on out. Uh, we need you here by 1 a.m. to get your stuff because they stole their car earlier when mm-hmm. they had pulled them over. Uh, they uh, impounded their car because they wouldn't uh, consent to a search of it. So they just decided to keep it and then search it on their own terms. Uh, so they had impounded their car and I think taken something else of theirs. So they call at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, you need to come out here. Uh, it's uh, We, we want to give you your stuff back. And if you don't come out by 1 a.m., uh, we're going to have to charge you a storage fee. <laughs> And he wasn't able to make it out because it was too short notice and, you know, he had other stuff he going on. He had no on. car. There's that, too. Uh, plus, it's just – it's really shifty for them to call at 10 o'clock at night and and set something like that up. Like, who would think to call someone to do some sort of customer service thing at midnight? What's the point of that? Anyway, they didn't go out. They went out the next day. They brought some of the, uh, the liberty activists out with them. And unfortunately, they were enticed into the police department and they went in alone. They uh, weren't allowed to have any of the cameramen uh, accompanying them or anything like that. And I can understand why they would. I mean, the police have their property, and they wanted to get their stuff back. Well, turns out they enticed them there not to give them their stuff back, but to arrest them. What did they arrest them for? Possession of a controlled substance. The Mm -hmm. allegation is that they found some residue in the ashtray of the car. So they didn't actually find any pot. They found some alleged residue in the ashtray of the car. And that's what that, that's what it was all about. They didn't want to give back their stuff. They came, they used trickery. They used deception to bring these people down to what they expected to get their stuff back. And instead, they were arrested. So that's where that situation currently lies. We've mm-hmm. had people getting arrested left and right within the last couple of weeks up here. And uh, we really could use some help. We could use you getting here to New Hampshire as soon as possible. Freestateproject.org. The more people we have here, uh, the more free we will be the sooner. So head on over to freestateproject.org. We'll uh, get to your calls coming up here next, 800-259-9231. Also, coming up, an appeals court has ruled about a stun gun and a pregnant mother. Apparently, it's A-OK to stun pregnant moms. We'll explain what happened. We'll explain what her crime was. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And one of those features is our wiki. You can go there at wiki.freetalklive.com, and you'll find over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki. FreeTalkLive.com. You know, Mark, we uh, were talking a moment ago about the Free State Project. One of the other things that's uh, going on up here, at least in the Keene area, is some school outreach. We've been holding the FreeKeene.com banner outside the local high school on a once-a-week basis. And last week... And this doesn't sound creepy or weird to me at all. No, man, it's cool. They love it. We get lots of thumbs up. We get lots of waves, a few birds, a few FUs, a few your fag, uh, you know... (laughs) 
I love that's just that. what happens. Uh, but it's more, majority <laughs> a uh, positive response from the youngsters. And so we decided to uh, to move it to the middle school. So as of last week, we've started doing middle school outreach as well. And one of the things I was thinking was uh, one of our listeners, Dennis, from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, put together some free talk live CDs with some discussions that we had on the air about school. And he intended it for high schoolers. He uh, put four liberals on one CD, four conservatives on another CD. And the idea is to hand these out to the, the high school kids, right? Well, we did that and had some level of success with it. But I was thinking that's one of the problems with that was that a lot of high schoolers didn't really know what they considered themselves. They didn't have an answer for you when you would say liberal or conservative Mm because they just don't know or they don't care or whatever. So I would just give them both of the CDs and it didn't feel like it was as efficient of a process as it could be. So rather than try that again with the middle schoolers where it would work even uh, less likely because they're even less likely to be uh, firm in in any kind of belief system, uh, I reached out to Brett from the School Sucks podcast and I said, Brett, what show of yours would be the best show to put in the hands of a middle schooler? Because this guy – and he had an answer for me, of course, and so that's what we're going to work on is burning some CDs for the middle schoolers. But uh, because uh, Brett, is the host of school, uh, the School Sucks podcast, is the man to turn to when it comes to the show about ending government education. You can go to schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com as we go to your phone calls. Vince is in Indianapolis, or excuse me, Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Hello, Mark and Ian. Hey, what's on your mind? I haven't mind talked tonight? to you guys in a long while. Yes, I've been sir. Very busy, but um, uh, I wanted to get to you because I saw the police department here in Indianapolis. They had there was a, several people out Saturday. They had they several were, cops they had their out. Had wands out, and they were searching these uh, planters. Hmm. And they, uh, and it looked like you know several police officers had these bags full of scissors, and I think they were also hunting for drug paraphernalia and weapons, but. And they were searching through planters. Yeah, I was searching through the planters that you see downtown, uh-huh. big, the big, big downtowns like Indianapolis. And I mean, they had these wands out. Now they weren't searching people, but they were. Weird. Do you think they'd gotten a bomb threat or something like that? Oh, I don't know. But the final four is coming up, and the order to clean up downtown was sent out. You know, that's to get rid of the homeless people because I, I got see. arrested here a couple months ago for giving a homeless people a homeless person a. A couple hamburgers he needed to eat. So, so you believe this might have been part of the, the Hold on, cleanup? You got arrested for giving hamburgers to a homeless person? Yeah, I was, but they dismissed it. Well, thank goodness. Good. But I mean, they, they wasted your time in the process. Oh yes, but cost Jeez. me about five hundred bucks. Expensive hamburgers. So, so were you just calling to share the uh, the the, extre- the uh, excessive, in your opinion, police activity there? In, in yes, the excessive police activity, and it's going to go on through the final four here because they're talking about it on television. Right. Oh, and no, now that the, the uh, there's been the, and the police aren't going to be able to handle it, and we're going to have to call in more and more. And, well, right. But now that they've got the the bombs that went off over in uh, Moscow, I guess uh, earlier today or yesterday, that mm-hmm. uh, now they'll have an excuse to really crack down, right? Yeah. But uh, also, um, I'm looking at the United States Constitution, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems like uh, Amendment Six here says the right to a speedy trial for your friend up there, and a confrontation of witnesses. It says in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy trial of an impartial jury by the state and district where the crime shall allegedly have been committed. They never really define what speedy means, though, do they? No, yeah, but it's they one also, of those loopholes. I hear it's nine months. 
Does it say that in the Constitution, or is no. that what the robed men de- uh, decided? That's what they decided. Yeah. No, but it also says here that the, you know, whatever has been ascertained by law, but the nature and the cause of the accusation, you know, distributing, giving somebody a joint, jeez, oh, Pete. Yep, it's crazy. Hey, Vince, I mean, good hearing from you, man. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. I, I, I agree. The idea that uh, passing a joint is somehow a felony. Is it, you know, it's felony, ridiculous. felony, other crimes that are considered felonies, murder, rape, arson, passing a joint. I'm sorry. I just don't feel like that's in the same category. 1-800-259-9231. Oh, let's also talk about this uh, taser situation. You want to talk about a crazy police state? Seattle Associated Press reporting three Seattle police officers were justified when they used a stun gun on a pregnant mother who refused to sign a traffic ticket, according to the Federal Appeals Court, uh, ruling on Friday that in a case that prompted an incredulous dissent, Malik... Uh, Malika Brooks was driving her son to Seattle's African-American Academy in 2004 when she was stopped for doing 32 miles per hour in a school zone. She insisted it was the car in front of her that was speeding and refused to sign the ticket because she thought she'd be admitting guilt. Rather than give her the ticket and let her go on her way, as in many cases they will do, they will many just... Many states. I mean, some, it's, it's some jurisdictions, uh, they want you to sign the, that you have to sign the ticket yeah. and others you don't. One reached in, turned off her car, and dropped the keys on the floor. Brooks stiffened her arms against the steering wheel and told the officer she was pregnant, but refused to get out even after they threatened to stun her. The officers, when they stunned her three times, or then stunned her three times in the thigh, shoulder, and neck, hauled her out of the car and laid her face down in the street. Brooks gave birth, luckily, to a healthy baby two months later, but has permanent scars from the taser. She sued the officers for violating her constitutional rights, and U.S. District Judge uh, Richard Jones allowed the case to continue. He declined uh, to grant the officers immunity for performing their official duties and said Brooks' rights were clearly violated. But in a two-to-one ruling on Friday, a panel of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals disagreed. Judges Cynthia, whatever the hell her name is, and whoever, held the officers were justified in making the arrest because Brooks was obstructing them and resisting arrest. The use of force was also justified because of the threat that Brooks posed. <laughs> what threat? She was a pregnant lady who didn't want to get out of her car. One of the judges wrote, quote, It seems clear that Brooks was not going to be able to harm anyone with her car at a moment's notice. Nonetheless, some threat she might, uh, some threat she might retrieve the keys and drive off erratically remained, particularly given her refusal to leave the car and her state of agitation. As if her driving off after she'd gotten a ticket is some kind of threat. They also noted that the force used wasn't that serious because the taser was in touch mode rather than dart mode, which hurts more. They reversed the lower court's opinion and held that the officers were entitled to immunity from the lawsuit. The officer's lawyer said the officers made the right decision under the circumstances they faced. Ninth Circuit, uh, they, say, they say that uh, police officers have, uh, have to have the ability to compel people to obey their lawful orders. And that's what Even it's if those all people about. are pregnant and the lawful orders are right. stupid. Right. That's what it's all about. It's about you doing whatever it is that they say. And you're right. It is stupid, Mark, because they wrote the damn ticket. They've got her name and info. They uh, had to have the info in order to write up the ticket. So she clearly complied to the point where she gave over her driver's license. 
They used her information to fill out this ticket. They've got their copy of the ticket. That should be enough to move it through their damn system. But no, they have to have her autograph on the ticket for some reason. It's all about reason. compliance. Yeah, for some it's reason. All about compliance. And so because she wouldn't go that far with them, she'd already complied to a certain point. But because she wouldn't go 100% of the, uh, through the, jumping through the arbitrary hoops that they put up for her, that justifies them tasing this woman three times. Pregnant woman. It's crazy. Nonviolent. Peaceful. She had not harmed anyone. 800-259-9231. There's a little more to the story here. I will share that for you in moments. Also, take your calls about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. What will it take to convince you that we're in a police state? This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Invited to bring up whatever's on your mind, dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you just have to click and download. There's no logging in, there's no membership fee. They're all free for you at freetalklive.com. In fact, you can click into the podcast and go all the way back to the beginning of 2009. Totally free. Freetalklive.com. Just wrapping up a story here from CBS News, the Associated Press, actually, talking about a lady who was tasered thrice, tasered three times uh, by three cops because she refused to sign a ticket. She was pulled over as she was in a school zone driving her son to school at Seattle's African-American Academy back in 2004, doing uh, 32 miles an hour in the school zone, allegedly. Which I don't know whether that's 15 or 20 miles an hour. It depends on the... Whatever it is. Dangerous. Um, But uh, so they, they gave her a ticket and demanded that she sign it. And because she refused to sign it, because she believed that signing the ticket would admit guilt, whether or not she was right about her beliefs is not the question. The question is... Is there a justification for them to taser someone who refuses to sign a piece of paper? According to the appeals court, yes, there is. In a 2-1 decision, they said absolutely the cops were justified in tasering this woman all three of the times. Because, my God, she could have just stepped on the gas and driven away this mad woman. She could have just escaped from the scene and then they would have had their unsigned ticket to deal with. What would they do then? The, the insanity of this should be pretty striking for anybody that has never heard uh, these police state stories before. Can anyone excuse this besides the uh, the, the appeals court and the, the buddies and the, and the cop shop? I certainly can't. And here's the, the reason is is because, um, you know, in so many jurisdictions, I would say most jurisdictions, I, I'm, I'm no legal scholar, but uh, it's my experience. You don't have to sign the ticket. They'll just, OK, here you go. Bye. Mm. You don't need to sign their ticket. This is just an issue of compliance. And here, once again, the judges back up their buddies, uh, you know, the cops, as, uh, you know, the, the idea is, is that you're supposed to get a fair shake from these people. And, you know, that, they're not taking the, idea, the ideas of competition into, uh, into consideration here. They're just saying, oh, well, those are the rules. And, uh, you know, that's the way it is. If, if I'm ever in a situation like that, I will sign my ticket under duress. That's how I'll sign it. I won't even sign my name. I'll just... I'll just write under duress on their ticket. There you go. 
That counts. It's a signature. It's something you wanted me to. You could put an X on there if you wanted to. Sure. They don't know. They don't know what your signature is. So a little bit more, though, from the story here from the Associated Press. Police officers, according to the the, uh, lawyers for the cops, police officers have to have the ability to compel people to obey their lawful orders. Remember, a lawful order is anything the cop says. Pretty much, right? Because the only way it can't be a lawful order is if you challenge it down the line years later and have the court, some court rule that, oh, yeah, in point of fact, that wasn't a lawful order. But at the moment in time... You have a man with a gun and a badge and a uniform who's telling you to do something. If you question him and say, officer, I'm sorry, I don't think that's a lawful order. Is that a lawful order? Of course he's going to say, yeah, yes, uh-huh. it is. Yes, it is. Yep. Even if he's lying, even if he doesn't even know if it's a lawful order, he'll say it's a lawful order. And you don't know. You don't know what the law is. They right. don't know they, what the law is. They get is. to lie. That's that's the rule. Yes. I mean, they, they lied to get our friends down to the police station in Weir today. That's right. That was yesterday. But was, yeah, they did. They did lie. That's what they do. So, uh, so yeah, let me continue, though. The majority's opinion outraged another judge who called it off the wall. She said uh, – this, uh, this was the one who voted against it, I suppose. She said, I fail, to utter, uh, I, utterly, I fail utterly to comprehend how my colleagues are able to conclude that it was objectively reasonable to use any force against Brooks, let alone three activations of a taser in response to t- uh, such a trivial offense. She argued that under Washington law, the officers had no authority to take Brooks into custody. Failure to sign a traffic infraction is not an arrestable offense, and it's not illegal to resist an unlawful arrest. Well, then, then what's the problem here? I can't believe these other two. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty clear. I can't believe these other two judges uh, upheld it. The two judges upheld the power of the state. The, the, yeah, the, that's the, what the they other do. two judges are upholding. They are the, part of the state and they right. uphold it. Sure. They're more likely. Judges are always more likely than not to uh, to uphold the most egregious police state abuses. Benzin, the judge, said that the majority's notion that Brooks obstructed officers was so far-fetched that even the officers themselves didn't make that legal argument. To obstruct an officer, one must obstruct the officer's official duties, and the officer's only duties in this case were to detain Brooks long enough to identify her, which they did, check for warrants, which they did, write up the citation, which they did, and give it to her. Brooks' failure to sign did not interfere with those duties, she said. Furthermore, Brooks posed no apparent threat, and the officers could not have known how stunning her would affect her fetus or whether it might prompt premature labor, another reason their actions were inexcusable, Burson said. Brooks' lawyer said he would ask the Ninth Circuit to rehear the case. It's outrageous that something like this could happen to a pregnant woman in front of an elementary school at 8.30 in the morning to someone who posed no threat whatsoever. But welcome to America. This is not uncommon. What's uncommon is that this it's now hit the courts and it, you know they've made a decision about this. But the court's decision isn't uncommon either. We've seen Supreme Court case after Supreme Court case after court case reaffirming the idea that you don't have a right to privacy, that the cops can do whatever the heck they want to do, and too bad for you, citizen, too bad. You don't like it? Well, tough. You have to pay for it, even if you don't like it. And I agree, it is outrageous. But where's the outrage? I mean, people might read this story and be upset. They might read this story and feel outraged, but that's only you know, that doesn't really accomplish anything. Feeling outraged doesn't do anything. Feeling outraged doesn't uh, advance the cause of liberty. I guess that's where a lot of people have to start, is they have to start at that that uh, shock, at that anger stage of my God, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, you've woken up. You've taken the rose colored or the rose colored glasses have been whipped off your face, and now you're seeing reality as it is, which is essentially we live in a police state. And if you don't agree that we live in a police state, I would love to hear from you. 
because it seems pretty clear to me. Yeah, I don't know what else. Uh, I, I I don't know what else it takes. I mean, what criteria right. would it would it would you require? Would it require it to be a white woman, a white pregnant woman, get uh, ripped out of her car and tasered three times? Would there be outrage then? Yeah, is that what it takes? So uh, I I would like to see people who are outraged about this funnel that outrage into something more productive. We were talk. I was talking with Sam of the weekend uh, about another talk show host who. Has a relatively angry demeanor about himself, and uh, he will remain unnamed. But uh, apparently one of the things he tells people is that you've got to get angry. I don't know if that's required. I understand that's probably where most people are going to go. I was angry at, uh, at some point in the past, too. So I, I, I understand the anger, but I don't know if it's required. I don't, I don't know if you have to get angry to move on and actually get active. I don't, I don't know if that's required. And, and if, that's, if it is you know, part of the process, I don't think you should uh, linger in it. I don't think that it should be something that you focus on. I think that uh, anger should be something that uh, you move aside, you step beyond, you uh, you get past, because I don't think anger is going to help us either. Being angry at the government? Okay. Well, there's plenty to be angry about. All you're going to end up doing is give yourself an ulcer. You're going to end up, uh, you know, causing yourself a heart attack down the line. So try to move through the anger process as uh, as quickly as possible and then get to the point where you're ready to enact some solutions because it's fine to be angry and it's fine to be upset and it's fine to be outraged about all the government things that are you see going on around you, the police state craziness, but it doesn't really accomplish anything. You've got to actually get out there and do something in order to uh, to achieve liberty in your lifetime. Otherwise, you'll be having anger, uh, you know, a lifetime full of anger. I don't know about you, but I don't want that. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think that particularly accomplishes anything, um, you know, productive. Let's go to Vince, listening in Georgia. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, this is Vince with Tiger Sack. Have you ever said to yourself, "Man, these groceries are going to cut into my hands, and I have to evade three rapists on my way through the parking lot"? Not with the Tiger Sack. Tiger Sack is a handle to help you carry grocery bags, integrated pepper spray to fend off attackers. I would try to take advantage of I'll the tell you what, Vince, it sounds like a great street. product. Get in touch with Mark, and uh, you it's can advertise funny. with us. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I think he was parodying a couple of our existing advertisers. That's clever. But if it really is real, go ahead. Give us a, you know, <laughs> get in touch with us. We, didn't, we can't give you free plugs, though, like that. 800-259. If it's that funny, we can. Yeah, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to John in New Hampshire on the amp lines. Hello, John. Uh, hey, I uh, when I think of tiger sack, uh, two different things come to mind, neither of which are entirely pleasant. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the Saturday uh, podcast, and in amidst the religion discussion, you brought up the Constitution a couple of times. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Ian always likes to point out is nobody actually signed the Constitution. And uh, I've always wanted to bring up that's because the Constitution is not binding on us as individuals. It's only binding on the government, as the Constitution was created as a way to restrain the government in its actions. Well, apparently it's not binding on anybody, John. Well, in practice and in theory, two different things. But the theory is that those of us who have taken an oath to uphold the Constitution during the course of our duties would... uh, the ones restraining it. How's that worked so, out? Not doing so well, according yeah. to Lysander Spooner. Uh, he'd probably uh, be sitting in his grave if he could see how much it's gone since then. He probably would be, and I thank you for the call tonight, John. More coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. Parents thought you could get away from homework, did you? 
From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. The UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation, its crumbling National Health Service, its disintegrating government schools, and the political parasites leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.theuklibertarian.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're back with more of your phone calls about whatever you want them to be. You may call in toll-free at 800-259-9231 and take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features we give to you. All right, so uh, we continue here. Mark, you've got a story that really kind of identifies how micromanaging the government is proposing to become. It's not a law that has yet been passed, so be aware this is just one that has been proposed. I think it's kind of indicative of how control freakish... Uh, these government people have become. You thought you'd seen the last of homework assignments when you graduated from government high school, but in at least one state, that may not be the case anymore. What's going on? Yeah, this one's just weird. Legislation, um, and I also got this one from freetalklive.com. Um, it was on the uh, list there, and it is from the Wilmington Civil Rights Examiner. Legislation introduced Thursday, March the 25th, um, to involve parents in their children, to more involve parents in their children's education. The Parents' Declaration of Responsibilities. Hmm. The government decides what your responsibilities are. Which would affect all public and charter schools in the state of Delaware. Seems like an unnecessary adoption of common sense. Parents would be asked to sign the declaration at the beginning of each school year. Would they be asked or would they be Actually, yes. Oh, okay. uh, They would only be asked. Let me read a little more about it. It's just just silly. I mean, it's weird. Um, but I wonder, you know, when the government asks, does it feel like asking for most people? No. And how long are they going to ask for? What do you mean? But before they start requiring? Right. I mean, yeah. you know, when, when they find out people aren't playing along with their little asking game. What if they, uh, what if they ask and then if you refuse, you get an investigation by CPS? Mm. It's a possibility. I mean, because what good parent wouldn't want to help their kids with their homework, right? Go ahead with the, pr- the proposal. Right. At the beginning of each year's school year, stating that they would commit to spending 15 minutes each evening helping their children with their homework or resolve to volunteer to help with school functions throughout the year. So I'm not sure if it's an or situation. You can either spend 15 minutes each evening, and I assume that means weeknight evenings, but may- maybe I'm wrong, um, helping your children with their homework or resolve to volunteer to help with uh, school. Hmm. Weird. Um, local parent-teacher organizations would help draft the declaration. There would be no penalty for con- non-compliance and no forcing of either parent to sign the declaration. Why then would the state ask for such legislation to be passed? Delaware currently has no laws which require schools to inform the public of parental involvement. When deciding which school to send their children to, parents have no information regarding how much community involvement to expect. Uh, House Bill 350 would require schools to publish the percentage of, uh, of parents which sign the parents' declaration of responsibilities as well as how funds are being used to enhance parent involvement. 
It seems activity in this bill would be mainly up to parents to enforce with a lack of reinforcement from parents in uh, the value of education. Almost 2,000 students dropped out of high school in 2008-2009 school year. This bill seems to be a manifestation of the desperate need for emphasis of education in the state of Delaware. In its current form, it does not uh, penalize parents for noncompliance, though one may think a child failing grades might be penalty enough, and it seems not to have uh, many negative aspects to it. Mm. One does wonder if Very unusual for a government bill. Yep. If one does the, wonder one. If it's the state's place to ask parents to raise their children in a certain way, is it possible in the future for the, the <laughs> seemingly new? innocuous bill to morph into a more strictly enforced guide for parent to regarding the raising of their children? I'm actually surprised that they don't come in with a mandate right out the gate with this uh, this legislation. The, the, who's writing this? They're acting surprised as though uh, something like this is happening? I mean – the state has all kinds of uh, rules and, and regs on how you should raise your your children. I mean, for instance, they just took Barry Cooper's son away from him because they used cannabis in their household. That was the excuse that they used to snatch their you know their child from them. So that seems like micromanaging to me. But because some busybody says that well this is the right way to raise your children, we shouldn't allow other people to raise their kids in uh, in a way that's different. I mean, look at the the FLDS folks the I mean, these uh, the governments always, uh, you know, got their nose deeply into how you raise your kids. Yeah, the FLDS people, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they had 400 plus children stolen from them a couple of years ago. The police came in, they raided their uh, compound, they raided their the place community. where they, their community where they lived, and they stole their children from them because. Well, they have a different value set because the bureaucrats have, uh, you know, a regular Christian value set, for lack of a better term, a more mainstream uh, Christian value set. And uh, and they didn't. And so, therefore, well, that's unacceptable because everyone must be the same. Everyone must conform. Right. That's the idea here. Well, I find what the uh, um, FLDS do abhorrent and weird. Um, but the problem is, is that they live in such rural communities that they tend to be the government structure out there in the first place. So well, clearly that wasn't the case in Texas. They well, had, yeah, it's the state that was going out in Texas. It wasn't yeah. the locals. The locals didn't come in and save them because the locals are mm. you know, friendly to the FLDS because the only ones they see are the men. Well, I say if you want to be free, you have to let other people be free. Otherwise, you'll always be enslaved because somebody else is going to try to control you. If you try to control somebody and their belief systems and their morals and their values, then uh, don't be surprised when they turn around and get the control of uh, you know the reins of the state and then wield the power and the violence of the state over you and your belief system and your family. And of course, when I say mainstream Christian, I'm talking about the mainstream kind of Christian that accepts violence. Which I think is a, a perversion on its own of the ideas of, of, of the, and the tenets, uh, as I understand them, of Christianity. I agree. I think we del- delved into that quite a bit on uh, Saturday. Night. What I found so interesting here was the uh, um, the Wilmington uh, Civil Rights Organization, Civil Rights Examiner, here bemoaning the 2,000 students that dropped out of high school in 2008-2009 school year. You know, and I I was seems thinking, like a smart thing to do. I was thinking about. Uh, I wish I'd dropped out high school on the way in. And I was just trying to come up with, you know, what did I learn in high school that I use in my life? I kind of got to be something. I mean, there's, there's got to be something, right? Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, algebra, I don't build houses. I'm, I'm no, not an engineer. No. I'm using geometry these days. That's for sure. Yeah. I, you know, just nothing I can think of. You know, I guess there, probably, there might have been some info in science class that was interesting. Although whether I apply it to my life. Is right. That's the thing. Question. Is, it's It's sort of. <laughs> You know, I just the more I think about history school, was twisted. I mean, they didn't really teach you 
good history. They didn't teach you complete history. So the history that right. I did learn, wasn't I've learned really much useful. more history since I've been out of school than right. I've learned since I was in it. Um, you know, and I'm interested Law in class, it. Uh, government class. They I lied learned, to me there. They lied. So I learned more outside of school on those uh, entries. I'm just trying to go through some yeah. of the physical education. I mean, there really wasn't much to learn there. It's, it's good to busy it's, time. Yeah, and it's good to. I, for, honestly, I think physical education might be some of the best thing that they offer in uh, mm-hmm. in public school, but. It isn't much, and there was a health class uh, I think at one point, which was kind of silly. Uh, I'm, I'm, I did learn the Heimlich maneuver, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Heimlich maneuver is pretty good. That was something. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, there you go. We found these something. Are, none of these are justifications for the cost and expense of uh, the bureaucracy of the government school system, because all of the things that we did learn could be taught in a market-based school system much more effectively. And I would think, yeah, much more effectively, and and I would say much more quickly. Um, yes. You know, I just. I I, I, th- I think that if you uh, were to drop out at 16, get your GED, and then head off to community college or the workplace or something like that, you'd be better off. Toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. So Delaware proposing to uh, mandate, well, to ask parents w- whether they will spend 15 minutes a night with their kids or volunteer for some sort of school function. That's where it stands right now? That's the proposal on the table? Yeah. So presuming this goes through... Uh, I really wonder where they're going to take it next, because whenever you have the government doing something, whenever the government creates some new program, it's almost inevitable that it grows beyond its original intentions. It's like a phenomenon. Is that a song reference? But Uh, that's what happens. So, yeah, that is what happens where they are starting by saying they're just going to ask parents. But eventually it may be, as I said, you know, they may six uh, child protective services on every family that says no. Well, why on earth would you say no to helping your school or why would you say no to uh, to to tutoring your child or to to helping them with uh, with their homework? There must be something wrong with you. There must be something wrong with your family. You need to come into the school. We're going to sit down with a guidance counselor. We're going to talk about this. What's what's wrong with your family? I just I I don't think that's an unreasonable next step from the the perspective of the insanity of their logic system. I tell you, you're going to be in big trouble if you if you turn that into a meeting about what's wrong with your school system. You mean you turn it around on them? Yeah. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, uh, big news today is the militias. Talk about people that uh, don't have a lifestyle the government likes very much. Militias have been raided, but why? We'll explain coming up in moments. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features including our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all. It's all free, and it's virtually unmoderated, so word of warning, bbs.freetalklive.com. Check out startpage.com. It's different than the other search engines out there. The rest of them take your information, sell them to uh, to 
third parties and people that want to sell stuff to you. And in several cases, they've given your information to the government. Startpage.com doesn't do that. They're third-party certified. And you can go check them out at startpage.com. They have that little feature there that you can uh, put the search up in the corner of your Firefox. And I use that on a regular basis. And it gives me comfort that they're, that I all my searches on the Internet can't be searched and, and collated and, and tracked. You can start their uh, seven-day challenge today at startpage.com. So we were talking earlier, Mark, about the idea that when people discover that they are essentially living in a police state and that the government is just doing all this awful stuff out there, hurting people, tyrannizing people, inevitably some of the natural result of coming across this information and this realization will be anger. And, of course, we were encouraging people to uh, move beyond the anger. And as you know, one of the things that we've done, I think, uh, you and I, Mark, uh, have uh, moved beyond that anger and focused more on love and and understanding and forgiveness. Uh, Kind of if you don't have solutions, anger is probably where you're going to stay, though. Yeah, well, that's true. And our solution is to bring liberty minded people together all into the same place in order for them to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And the people that we don't want, and I think I can speak for both of us here, uh, the people we don't want in this movement, this liberty movement, are violent people. We don't want the, uh, the, the people that are talking about and planning for some sort of violent revolution. Well, I think that um, I think coming here, uh, they get an opportunity to see that there's possibilities in, uh, you know, some sort of non nonviolent evolution as opposed to a violent revolution. Um, and I think that it takes many people. It takes it. It causes many people to, uh, you know, do away with that uh, really pointless rhetoric. No, I, I agree with that, Mark. If they come here and they have that mindset and they lose it, that's all fine and good. But if they come here and they continue on with that mindset, that disturbs me and I don't want anything to do with those folks because it's people like that who attract trouble. It's people like that who – Or they're the cops. Or they are the uh, the trouble. They are the police. But you know, whether they are they are not, they, they, they are not people that I want to be associating with uh, because their ideas are going to perpetuate – the police state. They are playing right into the government's hands by creating an atmosphere of fear and violence. Uh, they are essentially leading the government to them, and they're they're basically asking for trouble. And, and uh, indeed, that's what they want. I mean, they want some sort of violent conflict. They want to uh, to have it out with the agents of the state, and they're going to lose because the state is more powerful than they are. They've got the tanks. They've got the bombs. They've got, uh, you know, bigger machine guns than the, these militia people do. Uh, and, and it's just so sad watching people fall into this. Uh, the, uh, the big news of the day, of course, besides the Moscow bombings, is that there have been uh, Christian militia groups that have been raided by the FBI. Indeed, nine, this according to the Associated Press, nine alleged members of a Christian militia group that was girding for battle with the Antichrist were charged on Monday with plotting to kill a police officer and slaughtering scores more by bombing the funeral, all in hopes of touching off an uprising against the U.S. government. Seven men and one woman believed that to be part of the Michigan-based Hutari were arrested over the weekend in raids in Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, and another was still being sought. Authorities blocked off a rural area Monday evening about 30 miles from the site of Saturday's raid, 
near Adrian but wouldn't say who they were searching for or whether the search was related to the weekend raids. FBI agents moved quickly against the group because its members were planning an attack sometime in April, said prosecutors. Authorities seized guns in the raids but would not say whether they found any explosives. The arrests have dealt, quote, a severe blow to dangerous organization to a dangerous organization that today stands accused of conspiring to levy war against the United States, according to the attorney general, uh, Eric Holder. Authorities said the arrests underscored the dangers of homegrown right-wing extremism, of the sort seen in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing that killed 168 people. In an indictment unsealed Monday, prosecutors said the group began military-style training in the Michigan woods in 2008, learning how to shoot guns and make and set off bombs. One of the uh, people... One's really got to ask questions as to uh, what is one's government doing that creates organizations like this? I mean, you know... It is essentially blowback. I mean, it is basically, yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they've created this by being tyrannical. I mean, if the government was just taking 1% of everybody's income and, you know, wasn't hurting pregnant mothers and things like that, odds are very good there would be no such uh, militia organization. Seems that odds way are good me. we wouldn't be here in New Hampshire, uh, you know, being as part of, there would probably be no free state project and we'd all just be living out uh, relatively unmolested, uh, happy lives if mm. the government was actually just, you know, going after murderers and rapists and things like that. David Brian Stone of Clayton, Michigan, and one of his sons were identified as the ringleaders of the group. Stone, who was known as Captain Hoodery, uh, organized the group in a paramilitary fashion, and members were assigned secret names, said prosecutors. Ranks ranged from Radox to Gunners, according to the group's website. Couldn't have been that secret if they had a website, right? Uh, Stone's ex-wife told the Associated Press that Stone pulled her son into the movement. Another of Stone's uh, Stone's son was also charged. She said it started as a Christian thing. You go to church, you pray, you take care of your family. I think David started to take it a little too far. Prosecutors said he had certain law enforcement officers that were identified near his home as potential targets. He and other members discussed setting off bombs at a police funeral using fake 911 call uh, to lure an officer to his death, killing an officer after a traffic stop or attacking the family of an officer, according to the indictment. Now, when you hear the stories about the police state and about the tyranny of the state and all of the awful things that they're doing, when you're in that anger phase, you start to think about crazy things like this. You start to think about, well, they do it to us, so it's fair if we do it back to them. They hurt, uh, you know, the government people hurt us, so it's fair if we, you know, give it back to them. Some would even say it's fair if you give it back to them tenfold. And, And there couldn't be any more just... Bad of an idea. There really couldn't, because uh, if that's what you're doing, if what you're doing is plotting to kill the police, where is that going to lead? Right. You heard the news story that they, um, you know, that they quoted here, uh, the Oklahoma City killing, what, 135? 168. 168 people. They didn't mention the vast majority of those people were government employees and the targets of the uh, of the attack. I mean, it was it was yeah. it was a successful attack by these people that were trying to do what they do. They they are going to paint you as a lunatic and and i'm not sure they're wrong um you know and and your efforts what he, they were hoping it was going to touch off a, a revolution come on it's psycho it, it really is it's, crazy i mean the the free state project has, has a difficult time enough to get people to pack up and move to new hampshire for liberty let alone your suggestion that they're going to uh start you know, killing whip cops. out their guns and start killing cops yeah. as if if you killed off 10% of the cops, and I would say that that was a pretty good day or a pretty good week or a pretty good year in your little battle against the cops, that it was going to do anything. That's just it. If they were successful in what they did and they weren't, they were infiltrated and they were stopped beforehand, 
And who knows, the, the, uh, you know, the feds might have actually planted the ideas. We've seen that happen, too, oh, yeah. where the feds claim they busted a terrorist ring that never would have existed had the feds not gone in there and, and ginned up fear and anger. More coming up, though. This is Free Talk Live. Share your thoughts. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. We've got our website for you, and it's free. Features there including our studio cam with the chat room attached. You can chat and watch and listen at the same time. Cam.freetalklive.com is the place to go to do that. It's free, of course. Cam.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies Summer Seminar Program is now accepting applications. They have 11 different seminars, all sort of focused around liberty, because that's what the Institute for Humane Studies does, and they're really good at it. They're in major cities across the country. The deadline for uh, registration is March the 31st. Really? It's not going to be extended. And you can go sign up at libertarianseminars.com if you are an undergraduate, graduate, or recently graduated. It's libertarianseminars.com. They also have a sign-up there for more information, and uh, that will uh, alert you to other seminars coming up in the future. libertarianseminars.com. 800-259-9231. We're talking about some of the uh, the big news here where the FBI has raided and busted a number of members of uh, so apparently some mid Western militias. I don't know if that's the right term. Michigan. I guess it's not the Midwest. Yes, it is. It is. Sure. Okay. It seems kind of north. Why is Sorry. it ca- Why is it called the West if it's up north? Sorry. Anyway, Michigan, Indiana, uh, Ohio. They made several busts, several arrests uh, of a group of people calling themselves the. Uh, let's see. What do they call themselves? The Hooteries. And they had it in their heads that uh, they were going to kill some cops. And that was the plan, at least. Didn't really work out for them. Even if the FBI hadn't have uh, hadn't busted them in advance, as they did here, had they actually successfully killed a cop or more than one cop, it still wouldn't have worked out for them because there would not be anything that would change uh, for the better. There would there'd be changes for the worse because governments use terror as an excuse to terrorize. Governments use violence as an excuse to increase the amount of tyranny that uh, that they foist upon us, as you saw with the um, with the Moscow bombings, a couple of train bombs I think mm-hmm. went off. Uh, New York City used that as an excuse to step up the level of uh, thuggery and security going on in their subways, even though New York City is not Moscow, even though it's halfway across the world, still was an excuse for them. And similarly, if a cop ends up getting uh, iced by some militia uh, m- militia members, that just means that uh, they need to hire more cops. That just means that they need to buy more stuff. Clearly, it's dangerous. We need more cops. That just ne- means that they need to authorize uh, house-to-house searches. That just means they need to authorize uh, checkpoints. I mean, you can fill in whatever sort of police state fantasy you want. Whatever steps they haven't yet taken in t- toward the total police state, they would have the excuse to take if these people were successful. And, and even though they aren't successful, the militia folks, even though they weren't successful in their plans, they still planned and they still met and they still talked about these things, which gives them more of the, you know, the government people more of a reason to be paranoid and more of a reason to still increase their, the size and scope and uh, intrusiveness of their programs. So this is not the appropriate uh, path toward freedom, if that's what these people really even wanted. I don't know. I can't speak for them. 
But I know that they probably have the rhetoric. They probably have the, you know, we are free. We're not free rhetoric, which they're right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're certainly not free. But uh, getting violent is not going to free you. Peace was never brought through violence. So let me continue, though. From the story from the Associated Press, we'll get to your calls here in a moment. Just a little more detail. It's believed here uh, they, they had planned to, to ki- lure an officer to his death, uh, kill an officer after a traffic stop, or attacking a family of an officer. After those attacks, the group allegedly planned a retreat to rally points protected by tripwired explosives for a violent standoff with the law. That'll, that'll fix everything. It's believed that uh, by the hootery that this uh, – and in, in really, what would Jesus do? These people call themselves Christians. It's believed by the hootery that this engagement would then serve as a catalyst for more widespread uprising against the government. I'm sure that's uh, what happened after the guy flew his plane into the building in Austin, right? I mean, there, there was a big widespread uprising against the government then, right? Oh, what, the, the militia members think they're more special than the guy that uh, flew the plane into the building? Because there's 20 militia members, that that's going to be a widespread uprising? That's going to foment uh, the, the revolution? Anyway, the charges against the eight include seditious conspiracy, plotting to levy war against the U.S., possessing a firearm during crime of violence, teaching the use of explosives, that's a crime, and attempting to use a weapon of mass destruction, homemade bombs. The defendants were jailed awaiting bail hearings on Wednesday. Hootery says on its website that its name means Christian Warrior. Talk about a uh, oxymoron. And describes the Just a wor- bunch of morons. <laughs> describes the word as part of a secret language that a few privileged uh, individuals know. The group quotes several Bible passages and declares that we believe that one day, as prophecy says, there will be an antichrist. Jesus wanted us to be ready to defend ourselves using the sword and stay alive using equipment. Remember that from the Bible, Mark? Uh, Jesus wanted to. Yeah, there's that one pa- passage that says, "Sell your cloak and get a sword." Is that right? Yeah. There is another passage that uh, Jesus said, I come not to bring peace, but a sword. Yeah. It's another passage. Anyway, you can find all kinds of passages in the Bible, but... Of course, uh, the, the, uh, many Christians would tell you that the sword is, uh, um, it indicates the word of God, and that's mm. what the, uh, you know... But, but like I have said many times, if God can't write a book that people can, uh, you know, properly figure out, then he didn't write a very good book. The nature of the organization's alleged grudge against law enforcement and government was unclear. The website does not list any specific grievances. The site uh, features a picture of 17 men in camouflage, all holding large guns, and includes videos of armed men running through the woods. Each wears a shoulder patch that bears a cross and two red spears. Uh, So this is kind of uh, what was expected, right? I mean, they were talking about how the militia movements were being watched by the the feds and that there's an increase in militia activity these days. And here's your first bust. Where's your revolution? I mean, surely the fact that the militias have been busted must really be setting off the militias, the rest of the militias out there, right? Now militias can't exist. What are you guys going to do? Well, they can exist, but now imagine how paranoid they all are now. I mean, if they they weren't paranoid already about being infiltrated and that sort of thing, I mean, clearly they they were infiltrated here, right? Because if they weren't infiltrated, they wouldn't have known about their plans. So now all the other militias around the country are going to be all paranoid about who the, you know, who the snitches are, who the narcs are, who the feds are, and they're going to probably eat themselves alive trying to, you know, to oust the right people, and none of them will be successful in their plans. And even if they are, it will do nothing to stop the tyranny. 
I think that's the most important message here. Violence is not going to stop the violence of the state. We have to do it through peaceful means. The only way the state is going to stop in its tracks and reverse is if people stop going along with it, if people non-cooperate, if people engage in peaceful civil disobedience and peaceful non-cooperation. You combine that with some legislative things that uh, can go on at the same time to hopefully real, uh, repeal back some uh, parts of the state, and you might actually have a possibility of achieving liberty in your lifetime. But if you start ginning up fear, if you start arming up, if you, if you kill, if you, if you blow things up, you're just going to create fear in the rest of the, popula- uh, the population that doesn't understand liberty. Yeah, they feel and like those, they're being attacked too. Yep, and those people are going to reach out and they're going to say, my God, we need more government. I totally support the police. Whatever it is you can do to stop these terrorists, we'll do it. Now, I understand the police are engaging in terror as well. But you don't fight terror using terror. Uh, that's the state's tactics. The state's tactics are violence. So these people, these militia members, are adopting the tactics of the state in the hopes that they'll be able to overthrow the state. It's crazy. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist, on the line in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, you guys are kind of funny, I have to admit. Uh, I have told you over and over, and uh, I'm going to tell you again, that most of what you get from these cult members... And by cult members, I'm talking about the government types. Mm-hmm. Most of what you get from the cult members are lies. You got to throw out 80% of everything you just read and figure out where the 20% truth lies. Now, I suppose that after uh, listening to that story, I would say part of the truth lies in the fact that four people got arrested. That's probably true. Part of the truth lies that they probably had a shooting club or a gun club or a hunting club or something. You don't think it's true they were plotting to kill cops? You know what? Most of the time, if you look at the history of what the cult members called government put out as terrorists, most of them are like mentally deficient people who uh, are easily manipulated by federal agents and given all of the weapons and you're the right Gene. maybe they were manipulated absolutely you you may be completely right about that on the other hand uh, i think the message of anti-violence is important is we can bring it back in a moment dvd books music instruments periodicals computers software electronic photo cell phone office product home and garden bed and bath furniture kitchen pet supply automotive hardware apparel shoes jewelry grocery healthcare, sports and outdoors toys games used and more it's a department store at your fingertips amazon.freetalklive.com get all your shopping done a great deal delivery to your door and a percentage of your purchase will go to free talk live when you enter amazon through amazon.freetalklive.com moments remain perhaps time for your call if you make it right now 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line and tonight it's ian with you and mark join us online at freetalklive.com we give you the features for free so enjoy those and if you like the show and you want to help support free talk live you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com just enter amazon through that link free talk live will get a percentage of your purchase start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And as an aside, some folks have been having trouble with the Amazon link recently, and I haven't figured out what's going on with it. I mean, a lot of for most people, it's, it's working. Otherwise, I used it yesterday. Yeah, we'd be getting a lot more complaints than I've been getting. But if you're having trouble, 
or if 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 it's uh, if it's either not delivering you anywhere when you go and click on amazon.freetalklive.com or it's taking you to the wrong site like let's say you're in Canada but you're getting the US site or you're in the US and you're getting the Canadian site you can just add a two letter code after Amazon to force it to go to the correct site so if you want to go to the US site amazonus.freetalklive.com you want to go to Canada amazonca.freetalklive.com you want to go to uh, Germany amazonde .freetalklive.com, and then we've got one for the U.K. as well. So AmazonUK.freetalklive.com. And uh, check out the Low Country Liberty Report. Uh, you can see videos with Ian and myself on there, plus uh, they has the ladies... Talk about the least attractive reason to go. <laughs> ladies of uh, Liberty Alliance Calendar Girls. That's um, a reason to go. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he does... I've watched many of his reports. I can't say I've seen every one of them, but many, many of them. And yeah. I... I find them to be insightful and uh, and and provocative and he's a good guy he's a good reporter good guy compelling so loves freedom yep uh, check him out at lclreport.com I thought they were good enough that I sponsored them there you go so lclreport.com all right we continue here uh, Gene the Christian anarchist is with us uh, fomenting some conspiracy theories and I think you might you know might be onto something Gene the idea that these militia guys uh, may have been set up by the feds I mean that's certainly a possibility and, and it's not an un, uh, it's not uncommon we've we've seen that I, with the the alleged terrorist rings getting busted where the feds go in they put an undercover guy in and and he gives them all the ideas and the equipment and I'm not saying this is a conspiracy theory at all I'm just trying to condition you guys to understand that the cult members lie that's all I'm trying to get you to understand. The cult members lie. I got you, Gene. Even so, if they are lying, though, I think the important message here is that violence isn't the answer. That's what uh, the point of bringing well, this whole thing up was. I have to disagree with your uh, your hundred percent fall on this uh, this Gandhi kind of uh, thing too. That you think something's going to be done by being a Gandhi. That ain't going to happen either. If, I, if Thomas Jefferson were alive today. You would not allow him to come to the free state because you would say that he's too violent. And I think that you need to slack off a little bit on your uh, holier than thou. No, people can come here. There's one guy in particular that is fairly angry here in the Keene area, and we still uh, talk to him. We still hang out with him. We still appreciate him, but he's not actively advocating violence. If he were to to get to the point of actively advocating violence, he would be ostracized. But you have to realize that advocating peace is going to get you nowhere as well because why would you say that the only thing that anybody can ever point to that was ever achieved through peaceful means you would have to say gandhi is the only example and all he did was wind up uh having something to do with the uh the mining change he did not change india india is not free well, he so, wasn't trying to free India in that respect. He was trying to make India independent. Right. And it so is he independent. Was placated. He was placated, and he was, uh, you know, they let him have his little thing with the mines because they figured it wasn't worth pl- messing with him. But I don't know of any time in history, if you study history, when change happened without violence. Argumentum ad antiquatum, the idea that uh, what has gone before will necessarily, uh, you know, is, is necessarily a harbinger of what uh, is to come. And I think that, and I don't know if you described it correctly, but anyway, it's reliance on the past as uh, as an example for the future. And just because a mass movement of peace hasn't happened doesn't mean it couldn't happen. I thank you, Gene, oh, sure. for the call tonight. Thank you, sir. Yep, 800-259-9231. we got to move on here. Karen's on the line listening in Oregon. Karen, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Well, actually, it seems like perfect timing because uh, what I'm advocating is a massive, peaceful national strike. 
And we've got a website at taxfree15.com. We've gained international support, and we are trying to do what Gandhi did. We want to pull back as much money, labor, and support from governments gone wild as possible for four consecutive days. We want to educate ourselves, not spend a dime in the system, and have people paying attention because the 19th is Patriot's Day when the Articles of Freedom will be served. And we're hoping that we'll make a huge difference through peaceful noncompliance. So you're uh, you're advocating that people do what on that four-day period? Not shop? That's it. Not shop, not go to school if possible. It's not shopping from mom and pop. It's not shopping from corporations. We're, we're advocating pulling out of the system completely for four consecutive days. But it's only really the April 15th through the 18th, which is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that we can send a big message to our government that we're not. How is that going to send? How is that? I mean, I'm going to be a little critical of you here. I mean, how is that going? How is not shopping going to send a message to the government? Because it's an economic hit. Because if we take our money, if we take our money and keep it in our pockets, if we plan for this, if we call up and tell them, look, we're not shopping today because we're not buying into the system. Instead, we're looking around, we're educating ourselves, we're supporting mom and pop. But you're going to buy the stuff later, and the mom and pops pay sales tax too. So I mean, or buy it earlier. I mean, you're going to buy the stuff anyway. The point is collectively to send a message collectively. There are over 300 million of us here in the United States are, and 6 yeah. billion globally. Yeah. It's a way to actually pull out of the system. The system only works because we support it. And every time we go about our lives as usual... Well, you're not really cutting anything out of the system. I mean, they're right. going to get the cash later. I support the Articles of Freedom and the, the delivering them and everything. I just I wonder about these, these national strikes where we're not going to buy peanut-covered bonbons on this particular day. And I don't think that um, the, I don't think that they're thing. effective. I think that essentially what they're doing is they're causing people to give up something for a cause they believe in. And so in that case, they're, they're effective in getting people more, uh, uh, con- you know, m- more glued to your particular, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're espousing. But as far as sending a message to the bureaucrats in power, I don't think they I, I don't think they care one whit. No, they, they really don't care. Why not go all the way and actually make it so that people just don't pay taxes? How about that? I mean, that'll send a message, right? Well, actually, right now is not a good time to do that because the IRS is like the mafia. And I disagree. So I you're think scared, that if basically, have is what you're enough saying. enough people collectively not spending anything at corporate stores for four days and calling government and telling them why they're not spending and staying home and getting educated, there will be constitutional education. Alexander Haig said they can protest all they want as long as they pay their taxes. And what you're saying here, and that was the, you know, that was the position of the the federal government, an agent of the federal government, an advisor to uh, one of the presidents. He made it very clear. Go ahead and protest. Go ahead and not pay. T- you know, don't buy stuff at the store one day. Go ahead and wave some signs. Have yourself a little rally. But as long as you keep paying the state, the state will continue doing what it's doing. They don't care if you call and leave them a message or write them a letter. I I don't want to shoot down your idea. I say go for it. You know, have fun. Uh, you know, try to make yourself believe that you're doing something that will have an effect. But I don't really think the government people are going to care. You think they're going to just stop ty- tyrannizing people because you decided not to shop at Target? Holy crap! 
No, the thing is also about education. Part of the Articles of Freedom focus directly on the IRS and the illegality of the income tax. So while we're not telling people not to pay at this moment, we are telling them, when pay you attention them? because we need to unite our numbers and then go for the answers. They'll take us down individually unless we stand together. And well, if I 300 hope you do. million I hope people you can take in this, this country have finally developed a backbone... Karen, I, I hope that you do. I hope that you, you, know, you and your friends you know, actually do stand together and actually do decide to stop paying. I've already stopped paying for years, and you know I talk about it on this radio show, and I hope that others will actually do that, because if you want to starve the beast, uh, that would be a good way to go about doing it. I thank you for the call. Good luck. Uh, let us know how it goes. Let's talk to Jane in West Virginia. You can take control of the airwaves. Can you Jane? hear me? Hey, you're on the air. Okay. Let me set up the situation for you. You've heard of Chechnyan rebels yeah. in the news media. Sure. Have you ever heard them called, as they really are, Muslim terrorists? You've heard Chechen rebels, but you've never heard Muslim terrorists. So now you're starting to see a media push to, uh, it's the timing in taking down this Christian militant organization is, I believe, part of the push to discredit the Tea Party membership across the United States. I'm a membership party of one Tea Party member, but I believe it is in the timing that reminds me of Ruby Ridge and Waco. I don't know if you, you all were around then or how old you were. Well, I'm certainly not 12. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the idea is it, uh, it is not a coincidence that uh, in this timing, uh, I have read online that there is this guy is part of the Patriot Majority Party. And their idea is to discredit the party grassroots movement. Well, that's certainly interesting speculation. Uh, there, there, there is a definitely, I think, a movement out there to discredit the Tea Parties, but they seem to have done a good job of that themselves uh, by essentially being co-opted by the Republican mainstream. Not all of them, not everyone. Yeah, not all of them, but for the most part. All right, uh, we are opinion? out of time, and it's the opinion of a lot of people that have actually been to the party. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.